The following program is produced by Sage Advertising and Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla, your host, and I'm very happy to be with you today on a very nice spring day in northern Nevada, enjoying the great outdoors and the great indoors, too, especially when you're moving in to your new home or maybe moving in to check out your new investment home. That's what we talk about here on our radio show. We help you make the right decisions so that you can pull the trigger when the time is right for you and the home is right for you as well. Challenging times, as always, but if you pull a great deal together, you could be singing in the sunshine later this year. With me in the studio, I have two outstanding guests helping us with conversation today about real estate and real estate for investors. First of all, Dave Washburn is with us. Dave is a hard money lender at Socotra Capital. Welcome back to our show, Dave. Peter, thank you very much. Fantastic to be here and be able to share with the listeners some of what we do at Socotra Capital and how we're able to help people buy investment properties. Yeah, you know, most people from, oh, let's say five years ago, 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago that thought about getting money from a hard money lender, I bet they thought that it was maybe somewhat private money or under the table or no one's going to know. How do I pay it back? Is it written on a napkin? It's interesting to know that those kinds of things aren't really prevalent anymore in hard money. In fact, it's somewhat of a regulated industry, isn't it? It's quite regulated. It's uh, loans on real estate, and those all fall under the Dodd-Frank Act now, especially when we're talking about residential real estate. And so it's highly regulated. We're licensed at both the state and national level. And um, yeah, they, uh, they make sure to check in on us, audit our documents, make sure we're doing everything by the book. And so folks who work with us and borrow from us can expect a very similar experience to uh, banks, except that we move much more quickly. So it's still getting your credit checked, mm-hmm. uh, supplying tax returns, mm-hmm. you know, going through title and escrow, all those sorts of things, getting an appraisal. It's just we put it in fast forward and give you an opportunity to close quickly and, and get into places and uh, operate as quickly as cash. Many times buyers that are just getting started in investment real estate or even looking for the primary residence, they don't realize it, but they're competing with a lot of professionals, a lot of pros that are in the business of buying homes, fixing them up, selling them again, looking for the deals, and making offers that can close quickly. Dave, they're using cash as leverage, and most people that are looking to buy their first home, they don't have access to full cash. In many cases, they've got to wait on that mortgage to close before they can turn the key in that new doorknob. However, sellers, they're anxious too. And when they want cash quickly, that's when it helps. So tell us again, how quickly could you close a deal on an investment home? Let's say that somebody wants to buy and rent out, but they need to close it fast because of the circumstances from the seller. Let's say a week. Is it possible? Yeah, we can close in a week on properties. And you know we're able to even move a little quicker than that, although I don't like to get people's hopes up too much. Those mm-hmm. are real emergency situations when you have to save an escrow and everything's already up and running. But Yeah, that's something that we help folks with. We also help them with properties that can't qualify uh, for mortgages. So those might be mold-damaged homes, places that were abandoned, uh, foreclosed on, 
those sorts of things where a bank will take a pass. Those properties are still in great locations. Mm. They just need to be rehabilitated so they can be uh, rented or resold. I had a situation once where a home in North Reno in the Red Rock area was in great shape except that it needed a well. And they couldn't pass inspections without that well, and they were at a standstill on how to close the deal because neither side wanted to pay for it until it closed, and neither wanted to close until the well was fixed or had their cash. Is that something that you theoretically could have helped them with? Absolutely. We call that bridge financing. It's you're here today, you know where you need to be tomorrow, but you need a bridge to get there. And so those are the kinds of situations where we would write a six-month note with Mm -hmm. no minimum interest knowing that as soon as you can get in and get out, you'd go to somebody like Lou Carr and get yourself refinanced on a long-term 30-year fixed mortgage, but you just can't pull it off without that well in place Mm -hmm. or some other item that needs to be handled. So yeah, we write six-month notes giving you time to get in there, get your bids, get your contractor, your permit, etc., drill that well, hook up the house, uh, and then take that now clean, financeable property to a uh, conventional lender with plenty of time to go ahead and refinance. So you've got the power of cash if you've got the power of a good hard money lender. Yes, you do. Glad you're with us today, Dave. I have more questions, and I'm sure our other guest in the studio has more questions for you about hard money lending. I suspect he has questions for you, in fact, because he's a professional lender himself. Lucar is the branch manager and a mortgage lender at Summit Funding and Sparks. Welcome to our show, Lou. Thanks very much, Peter. It's it's great to be back. I, I haven't been here for a little while, and I apologize for not being here. Uh, but it's uh, the boy, the weather is just fantastic, and business is going really strong these days. I was going to say the golf course is that good already, Lou. This early <laughs> That's in the year, right? That's Busted. right. Busted. I just <laughs> phone in from the fourth hole, and I say. Fund that loan. (laughs) It's that easy. I think I know better than that. I heard your office was doing fantastic, in fact, last month. Is that prevalent of your office? The company, or is it the whole market that's really taken off? Well, actually, uh, Summit Funding has has been doing fantastic. I have not seen numbers for April yet, um, so I'm not sure what the the business locally and nationally has done. But um, Summit Funding had their their best month ever last month in March. The Sparks office, correct, Uh in March. And the Sparks office did the same. We had wow. our best month ever. So oh. things are going very well. Congratulations. Thank it is, you. It's really true what people say about you. You guys are really built by results, fueled for success. That's correct. Thank you for noticing. Actually, I saw that on Lou's new business cards, too. These are very handsome cards, Lou. Thank you. So right. um, what are people buying? Are they looking to buy primary residence, or are you dealing with uh, second home buyers? Um, predominantly primary residents. That's mm-hmm. the bulk of what we do. Um, there has there ha- has been an influx of some refinances mm-hmm. uh, included in that because interest rates have done pretty well here. Uh, uh, strangely, since the Fed raised rates, and as we've spoken about in the past, the Fed doesn't really raise rates; they try and influence rates. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, the the purchase business has been very good, and then throw in a few refis, mm-hmm. and that that is a good uh, good mix for us. I know that Summit Funding is a primary purchase company. Correct. And that's about 75 to 80 mm-hmm. historically, mm-hmm. yes. And our office is typically around 80%. And I didn't think that rates could go any lower where anybody could refi. Let's say they got a mortgage in the last three years. I mean, rates have been near their all-time lows throughout that whole window. It's a big window. 
They really have been, and and it's a it's a fantastic combination because what's happening is, let's say you purchased a property a couple of years ago, and you may have a good rate on there, but maybe you used an FHA loan for financing, or you used a conventional loan with less than twenty percent down payment, and you maybe you're paying PMI on yeah. that loan. Uh-huh. The values have gone up, and the rates have either remained the same or perhaps are a little bit better. So some of those refinances, we can get rid of that PMI. It's just like lowering your interest rate. It is exactly like lowering your interest rate. Yeah, the payment goes down. Mm. Lou, do you see any of the refi business converting from, say, a 30-year to a 15-year? What percentage of the refi market that you see makes up that? And then second, second would be, what percentage of the folks are pulling cash out versus just uh, removing PMI or going for a lower rate? We're seeing an occasional 15-year loan. They're not as uh, as popular as they have been in past years. When I say past years, maybe 2010 or before. Um, I think that that the general um, uh, there's a there's a lot of caution in in the approach to mortgages nowadays. And and I always promote, let's say you're looking at a 15-year loan and it's at 3.5% or and a 30-year loan is at, at 4%. You can refinance at that 3.5% and that is a fantastic rate. But if you do that, you're locked into that 15-year payment. So let's say you have some trouble in your household, uh, you know, two two incomes and maybe one person loses a job or, you know, heaven forbid, gets in a car accident and can't work for a while and maybe it does not have coverage that's going to help, you're locked into that 15-year payment. So a, 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 an also a very good strategy would be to look at that 30-year loan, even though it's a half percent higher. If you think about rates where they are historically, they're very, very good. I mean, and we've been here for quite a while. So you can also do that 30-year loan at 4% and pay it at a faster rate. So add more to your monthly payment mm-hmm. and pay that off sooner. Mm-hmm. If you compare to a 15-year loan at 3.5% versus 4%, there is a difference in the payment, but it's not as dramatically it is not as large a difference as you might see on a 30-year loan. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's almost like insurance. You're paying that 4% and you've got the insurance that should something happen in your household and you lose some income, things are, you go through some troubled times, you can always back off and pay that 30-year payment. So, you know, it's not for everybody. We do some 15-year loans, but not as many as we did previously. Are people looking still, Lou, at getting home equity loans sometimes as an option to getting a full mortgage when they need some cash? Or or have the rules changed to where there's a, an advantage or a disadvantage to do that? Um, yes, we are seeing uh, folks doing equity lines. And, and Dave, you asked, are they pulling cash out of their properties? We do absolutely see people pulling cash out. I think one of the positives around it around the cash nowadays because in you know back in the day we did a fair amount of cash out loans too where folks were buying toys and Mm -hmm. and 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 perhaps buying another investment property to me an investment property who was it on the show peter that that his mantra was 
buy appreciable assets. Don't buy depreciable assets. You know, an automobile, a, a, an RV, you know, these are things that, yes, they're a lot of fun and you purchase them, but they are going to go down in value. If you're mm-hmm. pulling cash out of your home to either fix up the home because you want you, you want to have a better place to live or perhaps you're going to sell your home and those things will enhance the value and therefore enhance the purchase price. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not seeing as much in the cash out equity lines to purchase toys. So I think, I think that's yeah. a good thing. I think people are smarter with their real estate purchases now that the uh, mortgage meltdown was not that long ago. No. And uh, those of us that are a little bit seasoned have short memories. And those of us that are new into the business, we've got the internet. It keeps, right. keeps current and uh, it's not that far away. I'm glad you're with us today, Lou. We have more questions for you about the financing opportunities for people looking to purchase investment property and primary residences. We have to take our break, so please hang on and we'll be back with more after this message. Thanks, Peter. This is William Process. This is Candace Meyer. This is Diane Heaton, Realtor at REMAX Realty Affiliates. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is on the air. Thank you, Peter. Bye, Mom. Bye, Dad. Bye, kiddos. More coffee, dear? Yeah, honey, but just a bit. It's going to be another hot one today. Doris and Phil next door are getting their swimming pool ready. The kids were asking when they could invite their friends over for a pool party. Let's go to Pool Supply Outlet today. Good idea. I saw the Pool Supply Outlet TV spot last night. Everything in the store is super low priced. We need chlorine tablets, pass the salt, and this year I want to get some noodle swords and a big blow-up shark so I can be king of the pool. Right, babe. Pool Supply Outlet also has great prices on robotic pool cleaners. Pass the butter. We should get one so I can spend more time enjoying the pool. You mean so I can spend more time enjoying the pool and your koi pond that's right pool supply outlet is right next door to oasis pond maintenance and supply they've got the best prices in town on pond treatment and fish food hurry up so we can get going do you know how to get there it's at the corner of glendale avenue and marietta and sparks pool supply outlet 881 glendale avenue i also want one of those cute duck decoys come to our customer appreciation barbecue on saturday may 7th 9 a.m to 6 p.m see the newest pool products food refreshments and fun saturday may 7th pool supply outlet 881 glendale avenue in sparks pool supply outlet reno.com Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International. Many times, closing a real estate deal fast is the key to getting the great deal done. At Socotra Capital, we help you get the money fast. This is Dave Washburn, Vice President of Loans and Investments at Socotra Capital. We are a hard money lender for real estate transactions that need to close fast, way before banks or institutional financing can complete the deal. We're ready to talk to you about closing your transaction quickly, and we can get you the money fast. Visit www.socotracapitalnevada.com or call 775-420-4990 for a personal appointment. Socotra Capital Nevada is located at 298 Kingsbury Grade, Suite 1G, State Line, Nevada, 89449. 
David Washburn's NMLS agent number 51269, NMLS 331429, MLD 4075, company NMLS number 1142425. Socotra Capital, Nevada, Incorporated. This is Daryl Carr from SunTech Solar Screening. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because I am able to get the word out on SunTech Solar Screens. Peter Padilla is on the air. Today, I'm having a good time talking with our in-studio guests. Dave Washburn is with us. He's a hard money lender at Socotra Capital. Also with us today, Lou Carr. Lou is the branch manager of Summit Funding. He's a mortgage lender. He's in the trenches every day helping people get pre-approved and then finally close on that mortgage to buy a new home. doesn't matter whether it's primary residence, second home, or investment property. Lou, you're the man with the money. Yes, I am, Peter. Thank you very much. And you've got it at, a, at great rates. Now, we don't talk about specific rates because they move, you know, a fraction of a point at a time here and there. So why get into specifics? But we all know that interest rates are really near their all-time low. And for a long time, it was a big concern and a big question when people were looking to buy homes. It seems to me, though, that today the big question is, can you find the home? And then is it priced right? Because the price of homes has gone up dramatically since 2012, Lou, but I think interest rates are pretty close to the same. I think so, too. Yeah, I mean, I I still hearken back to uh, May of 2013 when when, uh, Ben Bernanke said we're going to end the quantitative easing, the Mm. QE, the the economic stimulus, and interest rates shot up about a half percent over the course of about a week or two, and everybody said it's over, rates are going up. Boy, we won't see that for a long time. And then as that year progressed, it it just wasn't as rosy as everybody thought it was. And they trickled back down. And and I mean, that was 2013. That was almost three years ago. And Mm -hmm. we're still and we are, I would say, pretty close to where we were in April of 2013 before he said that. You know, I remember that time very well, Lou, because I happened to be in that same mortgage business. And I had a deal that I had just signed up. And that day, Ben Bernanke made that statement, and it was like freakazoid time in the mortgage world for about 24 to 48 hours. And our clients just didn't know whether it was a good time to lock or not to lock. And uh, they, they, they made the right choice. They decided to wait, and it wasn't 30 days later, prices were, or rather interest rates that already trailed back down, and they really haven't gone up since. It, it makes me suspicious of government announcements because – Based upon what he said that day, we should have all been locking and bracing for higher rates, and and we'd be there today. It just didn't happen. Yeah, and I was watching the news about a week or two ago, and and they were talking about how great the economy is and how rates should be moving upwards fairly soon. And the Federal Reserve was gathering to have their every six-week meeting, and then they come out of that meeting, and Janet Yellen you know, uh, uh, tells the tale of the meeting and, mm-hmm. and everybody sits listening intently for just a couple of words that they can pull out of that entire uh, presentation to determine the, the, you know, what the, the future is going to be. Mm-hmm. And it is very simple. And I'm certainly not, I've not been anywhere near her shoes or in her situation, but 
she can turn the 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 tail of the economy just by by the verbiage that she uh, uh, doles out mm-hmm. after their meeting, mm-hmm. and that's the same thing Ben Bernanke did back in thirteen. Everybody's waiting uh, anxiously just to hear what they have to say, and then they react based on that. Yeah, and Janet Yellen hasn't had the best of reputations as far as accurate predictions and consistency that I've heard from other uh, pundits and other talk shows that discuss primarily the finances. It's like there's a little bit of uncertainty about her in general. And she is a dove by nature, meaning that she would be more on the side of caution and not trying to influence rates moving upward, I believe she would be on the cautious side of mm-hmm. that, of that, uh, you know, of the, the makeup of the Fed. And mm-hmm. I, I think there's 10 or 12 voting members. And, and, you know, if you really analyze each one as to whether they're a hawk or a dove, it's pretty balanced. Mm-hmm. But since December, when they made adjustments to, you know, these indicators to influence rates upwards. They changed the federal funds rate. They anticipated at that time that they were going to raise rates again four more times in 2016. Mm -hmm. Didn't happen in March. It didn't happen in April, or excuse me, February and March. And now they're questioning whether it's going to happen in June. Mm -hmm. You know, another little tidbit is Christine Lagarde, who is the managing director of the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, says that the world isn't so great economically. So there is just there's what we call headwinds Mm -hmm. for interest rates. I don't see them going anywhere quickly soon. So really, you have to follow prices even more so now because it's prices that are changing and having a big swing, really, as opposed to interest rates. That's that's almost it's almost stable. Right. It is. The other thing people have to remember is there's all these debt markets where mortgages and sovereign bonds and corporate bonds get resold. And there are mandates that a lot of the banks and lending institutions have about how much cash they have to hold, what type of bonds they hold, how those bonds are rated, etc. And so there's really a huge amount of demand for what they call high quality debt. And so that's been overbought since uh, Dodd-Frank and some of these other um, changes to the financial system have come in, and that's forced a lot more demand for those AAA-rated uh, government-backed bonds. And so there is both the headwinds Lou spoke about and also then on, on the, you know, the other side of the coin, a need for these things to be purchased and held on balance sheets. So that also drives the price down because uh, people want those things. And so... Yeah, I mean, I remember sitting on a panel of experts, not unlike today, speaking in 2013 that summer, and uh, the prediction, you know, consensus was that we were going to get pretty close to 5% on a 30-year fixed by the end of the year, Mm -hmm. and we haven't seen it at any point in the thousand days since we all sat there and made that prediction. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to to decide on and and, um, know for certain because, uh, there's a lot going on in the world that influences these things. Mm-hmm. And to that point, there are there are a lot of, uh, you know, as an example, if you are in Germany right now, and you know we have a ten-year Treasury note that is sold that is that is stable, safe income, and there is a ten-year Bund sold in Germany. Well, our ten-year Treasury note here sells or yields roughly right now, I believe it's a 1.7%. Mm-hmm. 
that same component in Germany is yielding 0.1 or Mm. 0.08. So you now have folks who are, you know, and then you you throw in the value of the dollar versus, you know, uh, uh, the other European currencies. And is it it wiser for them to send money over here and buy treasuries? Mm -hmm. And if our dollar gets stronger, then when they buy it back, they not only get the greater strength of the dollar, but they get that that interest return, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where if they keep it at home, it's not worth anything. So now you have money internationally being invested, and that influences rates also. Some countries, we were talking about this in a previous show, they actually have negative interest That's correct. rates right now. You put your money in the bank and it's worth less tomorrow <laughs> than it right. is today. We're only mm. charging you this much to hold it, though. That is a head scratcher. <laughs> you know, I would. You know, you could dig a hole basically. And other than security about it getting stolen, you're really better off to just hide it someplace. Well, yeah, and and it is a secure place, though, and I can understand you know the need to use that if if everything else is losing three percent and you can lose only a half percent. <laughs> yeah. You would choose that, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that is true. It is amazing. So, you know, these complexities, these are complexities that we're talking about. Most consumers, most investors probably don't talk about. It's about things that you need to know to adjust the future way that you do your business. At Summit Funding, Lou, you guys are practically all in all the states across the country now, I'm sure. Is this part of the conversation that you guys have during your training sessions, brainstorming sessions, planning sessions, the overall economy of the country and the world and how it looks? We do on on a more of a branch basis. Uh, you know, some of the executives will give us their insight into the mortgage business, not so much rates, because, mm-hmm. you know, we talked earlier about Summit Funding being more of a purchase-oriented company. Yeah. Um, interest rates are not as as uh, important on a purchase transaction versus a refinance. True. Interest mm-hmm. rates are what they are. Mm-hmm. People need to buy and sell homes regardless of what the rates are. There are there there are um, homes are somewhat more affordable if interest rates are low. Mm-hmm. Although that is not as big a component as many people would believe it to be. You would think that if home prices went up 5%, your income would have to go up 5% to afford that home, mm-hmm. but it's not It's not that much. Your, your payment might be only 15 or 20% of your income. So if a home goes up by 5%, your income does not need to go up at that same rate right. to still a afford a home. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you know, I don't know that there's any particular interest rate where it's noted as from this point up, you don't buy homes. Homes are no longer for sale. And I know that because in the early 80s when I bought my first home, 12% on a first, 16% on a second. And it was people still want to buy homes at any interest rate, Lou. Sometimes I think, in fact, as interest rates go up, people start buying homes knowing that if they wait much longer, they're going to have to pay more tomorrow for the coming higher interest rates. So maybe that's one of the reasons that things are somewhat booming in their own way here in northern Nevada. More conversation with you and with our other guest, Dave Washburn, after this message. This is Victoria Williams, Managing Broker at Cobalt Banker Select, Carson City. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because it's important that people know what's going on in real estate in northern Nevada. So listen to him. Peter Padilla is a great radio host with a wealth of information.
It's going to be a hot one today. The neighbors are getting their swimming pool ready. Let's go to Pool Supply Outlet. Everything in the store is super low priced. We need diving rings and some pool toys so I can be king of the pool. Pool Supply Outlet also has robotic pool cleaners. So we can spend more time enjoying the pool. And your koi pond? Yes, they're right next door to Oasis Pond Maintenance and Supply. Come to our customer appreciation barbecue on Saturday, May 7th, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pool Supply Outlet, 881 Glendale Avenue in Sparks. Pool Supply Outlet, Reno.com. SunTech Solar Screening is proud to offer innovative products, giving you control over your environment and increasing the comfort and value to any residential or commercial building. Call SunTech Solar Screening, 775-352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening, 775-352-9396. Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Caliber Home Loans, located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. This is Janice Lees, Realtor at Keller Williams Group 1 Sparks. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he brings great and relative real estate information to local listeners. Thank you, Peter. With me in the studio today, I have two financial experts in the real estate business. First of all, Lou Carr. Lou is the branch manager and a mortgage loan originator at Summit Funding. Hope you're enjoying being with us today, Lou. I'm having a great time, Peter. Um, thanks for having me on the show. It's good to have you here. Always good to keep up with what's happening on abilities to purchase homes with mortgage financing. Also with us, Dave Washburn. Dave is a hard money lender at Socotra Capital. You're both, in fact, Dave, you and Lou, you're somewhat in the same business because you help people close deals with money that you have available, but it's a different process. You and Lou, in fact, and like you can with other mortgage lenders, I bet you guys work together sometimes on in tandem with somebody trying to close a complicated deal. Absolutely. And as I was mentioning uh, earlier in the show, we do a lot of bridge lending. Bridge lending means you know where you're ending up. And so mm-hmm. it's so important to have that exit strategy uh, planned out ahead of time so that the person borrowing the hard money either knows they're going to be able to sell the property for a profit or refinance into a fantastic mortgage at today's low rates. And mm-hmm. both of those are very viable exit strategies and places that we like to help our borrowers get to. When they're competing, these individuals that need cash, hard money lending, it's because probably they're competing with somebody that does have cash, I would imagine. And cash is king. I mean, it really gathers a lot of attention. I would bet with cash, sometimes you can even get a better deal on the transaction if the seller is really truly in need of closing quickly. Absolutely, Peter. We see borrowers come to us for three main reasons. First is they have to have that speed. So that's that cash close, that quick close, where they can offer somebody uh, a lower price because they can close more quickly. The second reason is because the borrower themselves 
uh, doesn't qualify for a conventional mortgage. They could be a foreign national, somebody with damaged credit, uh, self-employed, so their income doesn't look good enough. And then the third reason is the property itself doesn't qualify. That could be a mobile home park or you know, a piece of land that they want to develop or a distressed asset or property that's uh, been mismanaged. And so those things all uh, necessitate hard money and people come to us to make those investment purchases. When you say a property doesn't qualify, it, it really means that it doesn't qualify for the institutional lender, but it can certainly qualify for the buyer if the buyer feels like the property has uh, potential value. And if you feel the same way, you don't have to really go into the minutia that institutional lenders have to have with their relatively rigid guidelines and, and processes. Correct. And that's primarily because an institutional lender needs to have a product they can resell on the secondary market, uh-huh. uh, which we've touched on a little bit again earlier in this show. And we don't. Everything that we lend, we're a direct lender. We hold that. So you're going to be working with me from the time you give me your application until the loan pays off, we see it all the way through. We draw the docs in-house. We service. We fund in-house. So everything's done very tightly controlled by our company, and that streamlined process allows us to uh, close quickly. And when we talk about these, uh, let's say, rigid guidelines that the institutional lenders have, just because of the nature of the business that, that they're in, uh, it, it not only means that they maybe need more time to close a, a loan because of the process, but it also means that even if the property is in great shape, even if the borrower has excellent credit, there's all sorts of other guidelines that have to be watched. One of them, for instance, is cash to close. And Lou, you're you're, you're the expert here. If somebody has $50,000 worth of cash and they want to put it a down payment on purchasing investment property and that cash is truly in cash, it's in a safe box at somebody's house, I would bet that could bring some challenges to close the deal. Well, it's it's really uh, not a challenge at all, Peter. It just has no value. <laughs> oh, it's really easy. <laughs> yeah. No value. It, yeah. it really does not. And that's that's a pretty surprising thing for a lot of people. And, and really the only way that you can use that money is to put it in the bank mm-hmm. and let it sit there. And we call that seasoning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really people are surprised. Uh, if you wanted to purchase a piece of property – and and uh, uh, you negotiated your deal and you, uh, you're ready to close and you walk into that title company with a, a, a suitcase full of cash, the title company is not going to take it. Mm-hmm. They, they need to know where that money is from. You know, it may have been derived from a hundred different places, mm-hmm. but they are not going to allow you to use that cash to buy that home. So that, that poses an issue because you say it has to be seasoned. And so time now starts to be the big factor. How long does that money need to be seasoned in a bank account before you can use it? Well, so there, I think there's I, – I understand the question you're asking, but, but let's kind of deal with it more fundamentally. Let's say you did have enough cash to purchase a property. Mm-hmm. You could take that money to a bank and deposit it in the bank, and as long as the bank is willing to take it – then you could wire that money to the title company, and the title company would be okay with it. All right. But you may have a problem bringing a large amount of cash into a bank. True enough, because gonna, I think their limits are right at about $10,000. Yeah, and I don't know specifically what it is. But to answer your other question of how long does money need to be in the bank to be seasoned, mm-hmm. we typically want to see it in there for at least 60 days. Mm-hmm. But we also don't want to see a large deposit. You know, if you've got 
$30,000 in the bank and 60 days back, you deposited $30,000 in cash, we're still not going to be okay with that. Still an issue. Probably need we, to wait for the next statement. We need another statement to come where where the, the money was in at the beginning of the statement, at the end of the statement, two months in a row. All right. So meanwhile, same buyer, same seller. Seller needs to close quickly. There is no way they're going to wait for that amount of time. Let's take Correct. it over to Dave. Dave Washburn, same scenario. Buyer's buying investment property. He's got $50,000 cash to put down. Now he's talking with a hard money lender. Is the cash issue a big deal? If it's still in that suitcase and he has to walk it into title and title won't take it, yeah, Mm. we still have a problem. Mm. The nice part for us is there are a number of solutions, uh, and we don't season the money or source it. So if your uncle was willing to give you a $50,000 loan and wire that in, that would be fine with us. Uh, If you could negotiate a seller carryback for a few months, that works for us so Mm. that our loan-to-value limit is still uh, being hit. But that difference between what we'll lend and what that purchase price is, there are a lot of ways to negotiate Mm -hmm. that. And in today's low-interest rate environment, especially with a volatile stock market, we're seeing more and more sellers willing to carry notes on their property Mm. because A, they have equity, and B, they don't have a better place to put it. So they're more than happy because they're familiar with those properties to carry a junior loan and earn interest on it that beats the market rate. And so they're very happy to work with people on those terms. So we're able to work around those sorts of things because we don't have strict uh, debt-to-income requirements on those investment properties. Mm -hmm. Again, what we do is do those bridge loans that allow people to um, get those properties, revamp them, and then go ahead and do a... uh, refinance with somebody like Lou Carr. Well, what you just talked about is a seller carry on a loan. And last time I checked, Lou, when it comes to institutional lenders, really that's not something that can be in the mix on your side. It's another easy answer. Yeah? No. No value, huh? (laughs) No. no, uh, See, that's why it's good to get you both in the same room because you're really dealing with a different kind of client, even though it's the same purchase, potentially, the client is in a whole different kind of situation. Right. We view that seller carryback as as a, well, well, and when I say we, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, VA, Mm -hmm. USDA, they view that as potentially a a non-arm's length transaction between buyer and seller. Mm -hmm. So now you've got a seller who's who's kind of going outside the box, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you could say, well, that's – and it's not always the case that they know each other, mm-hmm. but they certainly – if if let's say we're, we're doing a piece of property and it's $100,000 and, you know, uh, Socotra Capital is willing to lend – 70 and the seller carries 30 now they are going to allow that person to go in that property and uh, uh, you know you don't know what they do, might do once they get in there you mm-hmm. know I mean people make drugs in homes nowadays and I'm looking you know at a, a rather dramatic situation but but let's say they don't maintain the property at a at a you know at a saleable, in a saleable condition. Now, if that seller down the road, you know, six months or a year has to take the property back because the people aren't making the payments on that second loan, you know, if that home is now in in such a condition that they can't get that 100,000 for it anymore, Mm -hmm. they have potential loss there. Mm -hmm. You know, Dave is saying that Socotra Capital feels they have enough uh, uh, security there that if the house were to go down, it's not going to go down enough that their 
investment is going to be at risk. But that that second uh, a seller, second lien holder is potentially in a position where they could be damaged. Well, I think that's probably all taken in consideration. And part of the reason that Socotra does its work is because they analyze all those additional risks and higher risk factors so that they can provide a short-term loan, get through the get through the high water, basically, and then when things are settled down, they can close on that long-term deal. Yeah, and, and it is still a fantastic way to go. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, a, it's a, a solid portion of the marketplace. And, you know, you had asked earlier about how we work together. You know, Dave might call me on a transaction where he's got somebody, and, you know, they, they are typically looking for an exit strategy. So you get that loan from from Dave and you you know the borrower is going to fix that well or put in the well or do what they need to do and then six months or a year or two years later they're going to refinance out of that mm-hmm. into institutional financing. Dave might call me and say, you know, what do you think? Is this guy is this is this person going to be able to get a loan when we get down to that point? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the you know there's a couple components here I was worried about. You know, we'll talk about it, and that might give them the confidence that they are going to be able to get their funds back out of the transaction. And that's the kind of thing I work with the borrower on. And so I say, do you have a lender who can do the takeout financing? And then I'll oftentimes get on the phone with them, and I'll say, Lou, why couldn't this person get conventional financing? Why were you turning them down? And he'll say, oh, they were self-employed, and we only have one tax return. We're going to need another. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Then I'll write them a one-year note so that we can get them all the way back around to April of next year, knowing that that's what Lou was missing. Lou can stay in touch with them. We can make sure they file their tax return on time. And then we're refining them next, you know, February, March, or April of 2017 versus the person who's just fixing and flipping. I'll write them only a six-month note because they're just trying to do paint, carpet, rehab, and then sell during the summer sales season. So that's the really nice part about our products is we can customize the length, the term, the idea for whatever it is they're looking to do with that property. Great that you can customize your services, Dave, to the individual buyer because everything, every deal is so different. But the main thing is people want to pull the trigger and they want to pull it tr- quickly. Hard money is a great option. Give us your contact information in case anyone wants to reach you at Socotra Capital. Give me a ring at 775-420-4990. All right. We have more great information and guidance on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Steve Pitcher, real estate investor in northern Nevada. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he's allowed me to talk about one of my favorite places, Fernley, Nevada. Peter Padilla is on the air. Before you know it, the hot days will be here again with temperatures scorching into the 90s and even the 100s. SunTech solar screens block 80 to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. And SunTech solar screening protects furnishings and flooring. Call SunTech Solar Screening, 775-352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. 775-352-9396. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own? Or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? 
Well, first, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should? Like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes. For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put the proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started on the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. This is Shirley Larkins, Realtor at Chase International. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is an expert on the radio. Street smarts on the house. A lot of people talk about Nevada across the country, and one of the reasons is because Nevada has a great opportunity for people that want to escape high, high taxes. In Nevada, they're just high, not high, high. So you can save money on taxes and enjoy a great lifestyle with just a beautiful surrounding in northern Nevada and beyond. We talk about that on our radio show. And that's one of the reasons that people want to move to Nevada or expand their real estate holdings in Nevada. It's a fantastic state to live in. With me in the studio today, I have two Nevada residents. Lou Carr is with us. Lou lives in Summit Funding. Actually, he lives in Sparks, Nevada, but he works at Summit Funding. Lou, does it seem like you live there sometimes? Sometimes it does, <laughs> yes, absolutely, especially over the last couple of months. It's been very busy, so yeah, we've been living there. I bet. Well, you know, it's probably really gratifying to know that you're helping people accomplish that dream, the American dream of owning a home. Still feels good after all these years, these years, I bet, to close the deal and help people get into that deal. It absolutely does, you know, especially the deal that fell apart somewhere else and mm-hmm. somebody calls and says, do you think you can do this? And, you know, you, you check it over and you figure out a way to make it happen and and you take somebody who's really basically so discouraged they've given up and if you can turn that around and get them into a home, it, it is very nice, very awesome. I still believe, Lou, that a lot of, especially first-time home buyers, like first-time investors, they think all lenders are the same. I mean, you all have to have the same license. You all do the same work. So going to one lender or another, in the layman's mind, is probably pretty much the same process, and you end up with the same deal. But I know that's not the case, Lou. When you talk about getting deals that have been turned down elsewhere or that have fallen apart elsewhere, I would suspect is because they may be dealing with people or a company that really doesn't have their total act together. Well, in maybe they have their act together, Peter, but the one of the very strange dynamics of the mortgage business is that there there's only one set of Fannie Mae guidelines. There's only one set of of Freddie Mac guidelines, mm-hmm. same for FHA and VA and USDA. Mm-hmm. And yet if there's a thousand different lenders, there are probably a thousand different interpretations of those guidelines. Mm-hmm. And then in, in addition to just the basic guidelines, companies will will place what we call overlays over those guidelines. So FHA maybe says we will do loans for people with credit scores all the way down to zero. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a credit score. But lenders who are responsible for the payment histories of the loans that they create – will say, well, we're not going to do 
loans for borrowers with credit scores under 640. Mm-hmm. Uh, FHA mm-hmm. loans for borrowers with credit scores under 640. Some mm-hmm. go to 620. Mm-hmm. Summit funding goes down to 580. But we do also place some additional guidelines when you get down into that range. But So my point is, is that every lender, number one, has additional guidelines they put on top of FHA mm-hmm. so that they're creating good loans where the, there's a very high predictability that the people will make the payment on the loan because mm-hmm. that's what we want. But then the component that I think is most important in taking someone from pre-approval through closing a transaction, I think it's very important that you have some creativity in how you look at a transaction. Sometimes someone might come to me and they say they couldn't do the loan, they couldn't do it FHA, they couldn't do it conventional, and I might kind of step back and say, well, maybe I can go a different direction. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can do a conventional uh, you know, and and look at it a little bit differently. So there are there are moving parts to a loan, and mm-hmm. so that's one of the great things is when you can take somebody and just kind of open your mind a little bit and mm-hmm. try and get it done. Dave Washburn is with us too. He's a hard money lender at Socotra Capital. Dave, do the same things come to you, or the same kind of things? Somebody tells you they've been trying to get a loan from another private lender or a hard money lender, and you know they know there's no way they're getting institutional, but they can't even find a hard money loan. Then they come to talk to you. What happens? Well, a lot of folks, especially when they're first timers, they use the word mortgage, and a mortgage to them is any loan on real estate. And since there's one word, there's one kind. And that's sort of the way their minds work. Mm -hmm. And so Lou touched on something that's very, very important for people to realize, which is before you think you need the mortgage, the Internet's a wonderful tool. We all have our numbers and names on the Internet. Do a little research. Come talk to us. Find out what's going on. So many folks qualify for down payment assistance grants. They qualify for VA programs. They may not have served. It may have been a spouse who served. It may have been... You know, uh, any number of reasons that they'll qualify. There are USDA rural Mm -hmm. loans for folks. So as many different programs as you could imagine there are out there. And then of those programs, there are 15 years, 30 years, et cetera. Um, And it's the same in hard money. You've got short-term fix and flips. If you want a lower rate, you can guarantee some minimum interest. If you have a better credit score, we'll give you a discount on the the points and fees. There's all kinds of different ways you can put things together. A lot of times folks come to us and go, look, we, we normally buy places cash, but all of our cash is tied up in deals right now. We haven't hit the summer sales season yet. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and give us a loan. Great. We can do that. We can cross collateralize other properties so they don't even have to come in with a single dollar at close. There's all kinds of ways. And so many people get in their minds that a mortgage is a loan on real estate. And mm-hmm. since, you know, as I said, there's one name, there's one kind, and they shut their minds off to all those opportunities. So it's a really wonderful thing to call the professionals in the industry sort around, see what you can do, see what yeah. they can come up with and problem solve. And then you're able to uh, execute on those transactions that you thought you were going to get shut out of. I would bet that a lot of people don't do the things you're talking about, Dave, before they buy real estate because they're, well, they're, they're too busy. I mean, there is so much going on in the world right now, but with Facebook and LinkedIn and family and outdoors activities, politics, and just living, uh, you lose kind of focus of those little details. And let's face it, it's kind of a hassle. It's kind of work. It's going to take up some of your time to do these things. 
That's why I'm fascinated by you and Lou. You guys actually seem to enjoy solving these problems. It it kind of makes your day is what I feel like when you help somebody close these transactions. Is it really like that or am I reading it wrong? No, that's exactly how it is. And to us, there's a fun problem to solve. And we've also been in the industry long enough now that we've seen things come and go, changes happen. And so the loan programs that I remember getting on my first purchase through a conventional lender in 06 don't even exist anymore. Mm -hmm. And I can remember coming into hard money in 09 when things were still falling and crashing and people weren't really fixing and flipping it. So we didn't have a fix and flip program. And there will probably be a day when we don't have one because there aren't the margins or things Mm -hmm. have changed. So there's just this uh, cauldron of activity and all these different things that you know push and pull on what people are willing to offer in terms of financing. So it's not just something where you're going to get a static answer. You're going to call Lou, and six months from now, his answer will change because there's a new loan product or a new underwriting or a new administration in office or whatever it takes to change that. So uh, we really enjoy staying up to speed and learning and creating the new uh, solutions to the problems that people have in financing real estate. I know what you guys are doing. You're making people happy. When it comes down to it, when that deal closes, I see those smiles. Lou? And and you know what else happens, Peter? Um, uh, People, and and you can't blame them. You know, they're just, they're, they're, you know, socializing and all. They'll talk to their neighbor and they'll talk to coworkers and and people who tell them, yeah, it's really hard. You need 20% down. You, you, uh, You can't do this. You can't do that. And they will, they will come in and they will say, I can't do this. Mm. And, you know, and so, you know, we, that's kind of the start of the conversation. Yeah. But, but you know, how many people thought, okay, hard money, you can't do hard money unless you get 25, 30% down. Well, Dave just told us earlier today, yes, you can. Yeah. You do it. You get a seller who's motivated. They do some secondary financing. Mm-hmm. It gets you six months down the road. You fix and, you know, you, you go 12 months down the road, your value's higher. You can pay off his uh, uh, the hard money loan and the the seller carry you can pay it all off with institutional financing. So mm-hmm. there's just you know there is no cut and dried. It's not a cut and dried yes and no marketplace. You two gentlemen are the ones I would encourage anybody to talk to if they're looking to purchase real estate, investment purposes, primary residence. I know you between the two of you guys you can handle everything. Lou, get let our listeners know what the best way they can have to contact you if they want to visit. Uh, cell phone, um, phone calls or text, 775-771-4505. And we are an equal housing lender. Yes, we are. Thank you very much. We are an equal housing lender in California and Nevada. Very nice, Lou Carr. Thank you very much. Dave Washburn has been with us today. Dave, it's great to have you back on the show. I'm glad to know that you're helping people close those real estate transactions, keeping the economy moving. We're doing our best, and uh, we love to help folks out, especially as the market continues to recover, continues to appreciate, uh, especially with what we're seeing on the rental side of things. A lot of folks coming to us for buy and hold loans, so it's exciting times out there. It's always changing, and uh, we do our best to stay on top of it and facilitate those transactions. Fantastic. Best way to reach you if somebody wants to get that process started on getting a hard money loan? Yeah, give me a call, 775-420-4990, and I'd be happy to talk real estate with you. Excellent, Dave. We'll look forward to talking with you again soon. 
I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in today. Nevada Real Estate Radio is in its 11th year of weekly broadcasts in Nevada, helping people make great decisions when you're buying or selling real estate. Tell your friends and family, too. We're on the air every week, Wednesdays, 1 p.m., same time, same station. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750, NMLS number 3199, and NMLS number 1042857. And we are an equal housing lender. Summit Funding Incorporated is located at 5931 Los Altos Parkway, Suite 105, Sparks, Nevada, 89436.